the chosen generation this morning. If you are a sign and a wonder, if you are a chosen generation, if you are a royal priesthood, if you are a holy nation, put your hands together and add a shout. Add a shout. God bless you. Please take your seat. Wow. We are chosen generation. Amen. We are part of the chosen generation. It's a powerful song. I've always loved that song. Um, especially because I used to belong in the youth ministry I used to be part of. They were divided into three groups. Royal Priesthood, Holy Nation, and Chosen Generation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we call a, a good church. Not session blue, session yellow, session red. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, so in the church, they are youth ministry. They are chosen. They are three families. Chosen Generation, Royal Priesthood, yeah. And also in Chosen Generation. I mean, what else to say? It's not, it's not like, I already got a priesthood locked down. <laughs> wow, hallelujah. So, God bless you so much. That's a powerful time of praise and worship. Albeit, we could use some anointing in the, in the, in the music department. Music department received the anointing of the Lord this morning. Yeah. You are, you music department, today your scripture is the Lord will not forsake me. You understand? The Lord shall not forsake you. Amen. <laughs> Love you, you are not receiving this anointing. You rather that you should be receiving this anointing more than anybody. You are not receiving it. The Lord will not forsake you. Amen. Yeah, God bless you. They, they are trying. They are trying. You know, don't come here and be thinking that, hey, today they, they are not playing. If you think it's easy, go and play it. You think it's easy. Yeah. Very soon, I have to I have to session one of the hospitalities to come and play drums because <laughs> Rav will not be around, so I have to session them. <laughs> so, yeah. so that you see, you see how it feels like. Hey, I said, and then I'm in here. When you say that, you know I'm in here. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So. If you want to complain about some, if you have not joined, you have not done some, don't complain. Okay, say, hey, at the hospitality, no, be happy, me as an entire home. Okay, say, easy. Last week, small plane, I was playing with Lady Rebel. She did not come. She said, she will not come and press the sanitizer. Small plane, I was playing with her. She said, today, she will. It's okay, today, I realize your ministry is important. I'm sorry, please. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was all a joke. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Not me. You say ministry. No, Because then when I entered, nobody pressed sanitizer in my hand. It wasn't easy trying to press it on my own hand. Yeah, I realized that people were even lost. When they came, I could see that they were confused. Ah, where is our sprayer? <laughs> so, Lady Reverend, please be sorry. Forgive the church. Forgive the church. Never, no one should ever look down on the sanitizing ministry again. You don't know how it feels like to stand there and sanitize people. Because you come with all kinds of viruses and she ensures that you don't transfer it in the church. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Yesterday I had the privilege of attending the launch of um, Anaya's Gift Hub. 
somebody that really helps spiritually. I've somebody I've invested spiritually in. Yeah, and time and my energy. They come to me and say, hey, fat. <laughs> I've seen your wedding pictures around. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, this is serious. I was besides myself. <laughs> Amen. Aha, uh-huh, before I continue, please. Uh, I, I intentionally set a trap for the music people. Because I realize that anytime it's getting to the end of the service, my battery goes low. So music people pray that you don't see red blinking lights. Okay. Because anytime you people have been punishing me, when it's getting to the end of the service, it's going to be blinking red. And then I have to stretch my voice. Yeah. Today, <laughs> a lot of people came late. Hey! You people are serious. Don't forget the church. I've been forgetting the church like that. You made Jonathan frustrated. <laughs> Today, when I saw Sunday morning, Jonathan's message, when I saw Sunday morning, Jonathan has put a message on the church. First of all, to see Jonathan's text on the church group. And I, I said, the guy is frustrated. The guy, I, I realized that we have to run quickly to save our brother because the echoes to know. He must be questioning the Lord by now. So Jonathan, we are here for you, don't I realize that. You people didn't do well at all. You people, you people don't know. You don't, you don't know how it feels like to do the ministry alone. You didn't do well at all. Just us at 9. Just us at 9 a.m., 9 a.m. Even for when your brother was here, hey, you had abandoned him. You had left him to, his, to, to the wolves. Come and divorce. He was questioning himself, am I anointed? <laughs> Is the Lord with me? <laughs> he began to ask himself deep questions. Is the Lord with me? <laughs> Have I been forsaken? <laughs> Dear Jesus, you are my only one. <laughs> Dear Jesus, you are my one and only. <laughs> but you have been doing it to Anthony for many, a long time. Yeah. You've been doing it to Anthony a long time. <laughs> A long time, so it's not anything. You just, you just, yeah. A long time, many times when I come, brother Anthony will be here waiting on the Lord by force. He has been forced to wait on the Lord <laughs> because nobody is coming. He's only, he's only left with waiting on the Lord. Yeah, many times. Me, I'm used to, so it's not a problem for me. But when I came, I even enjoyed the worship more. Yes, because normally when there are few people here, the sound echoes more. It's easy to. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm telling you, I'm used to. Friday, you can ask my wife. Friday, when we came, it was only my wife and I, and I started preaching to her. She was sitting here, and I was preaching to her. <laughs> that was the entirety of the leader's service. Yeah, until <laughs> Mr. Jonathan came. But when we came, I was only 30 minutes into my message. We had already done 30 minutes prayer. Yes, I led the 30 minutes prayer. We had, I, was, I, had gone, I was about 30, 40 minutes into the preaching. I'm used to it. I do not, I'm not worried too much by a crowd. That's not how I was brought up in the ministry. So I'm not discouraged like that when I see two or three people. But when I see, I'm surprised. <laughs> when I see you here the next Sunday, I'm like, hey, you made it again. <laughs> Very surprising to me. So me, I don't take it. I've trained my heart to not take people for granted and to appreciate them for coming. Yes. And of course, it is not to, it is not to remove the responsibility of honoring the house of God that you belong to. You understand? I'm not taking I'm not saying that. You must be going to say, <laughs> I'm a special thing. <laughs> so I can, if I come at 10, I've done it. No. But at the same time, yeah, at the same time, you have to understand that from my angle as a pastor, it's a privilege. For me, this work is a privilege for me. That the Lord should call me to such a work. It's an honor. 
Are you understanding me? Yes, it's an honor. So, you know, I personally, it's not discouraging to me like that. Yeah, the microphones are on. That's why there's some specific effects so that they can increase. Because you are starting to make me struggle again. You see, I don't like that. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to tell you something briefly. Are they all up? Okay, yeah. Okay, fuck. I wanted to share with you something briefly before I get into today's message. And uh, you see, one of the things, as I watched, as I looked at the business yesterday, uh, Anaya's gift card. Anaya means God's hand, right? God's answer. God's answer. Yeah. You should give your business good names. Yeah, very good names. Not Nippon Seshi Provision. Nippon Seshi. I I want some 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 something. I don't don't give your business very through through general provisions. We don't we don't we don't do such foolish. Amen. Well, is it on? Let me check for you if it is on. Don't worry. Oh, it's up. It's up. So please give me a little bit more volume. It might be on the down or something. I don't know. All right. Yes. So as I looked at the business yesterday, I realized that you know because. These two people, um, Anthony and Priscilla, had spent a long time on it. Yeah, and any time I followed up on it, I could see that they were really struggling. It was, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Very hard. Can, you can't imagine how hard it is. But you've not tried starting things. And when you start, you quit. But they've been at it. You've been at it since when? Since January. Yeah. So 10 months of not seeing the business materialize. You are just on it. You are just on it. It's not looking nice. It's not looking I believe you have to demolish something, right? Yes, you have to destroy something. It's, it's so messy. But in the midst of the, in continuing the pain, at the end, this beautiful thing came out. I understand my point. And I realized that the truth of the matter is, if you don't learn to endure pain, especially for long periods of time, you would never realize anything powerful. You see, the thing as it's standing there is beautiful. <laughs> but the journey to it is nowhere near beautiful. It's a lot of pain and tears and frustration. Yes. The money poured into that thing can, could easily have been used for any other thing. Could have been used to pre-order iPhone 13 as it is coming. Yeah. For many other things. <laughs> I realized you see, I also realized this morning eh, that you have to choose your suffering. It's not that you have you can avoid it. You have to choose your suffering because suffering is not voluntary. It's given to every man. But you have to choose what to do with it. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I'm saying that it occurred to me this morning as I even thought more deeply about what they've been through and how they got there it, that suffering is not a voluntary thing. You don't choose whether to suffer. You only choose in which direction you suffer. Last week, I, I think last week or last week, my boss made a comment to me. He said, he said, we have to suffer to make money because we are not thieves. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, we have to suffer. He said, Bishop, we have to suffer. I said, we have, he told me because we were trying to decide some work to do. He said, Bishop, we have to suffer because we are not thieves. We don't steal people's money. Because people try to skip their suffering through many things. So when somebody comes to rob you or steal from 
somebody. What they've done is that the person's suffering, which has produced for them a valuable substance, you don't want to go through the same thing. So you want to jump the suffering and take from them the, end, the, the goal, what they have produced. But that's why it will never work. Yes, because God did not design this world to reward uh, stealing. That's why pretending can never, look, no matter how much you pretend, it can never, many people pretend. Many people pretend to be anointed. Yeah. By a certain look, by a certain way of talking. Is it? But you, are not, you can never skip the suffering process of anointing. It's a process. You can only choose in which direction you want to do the suffering. So if you decide that I will skip and pretend, it will, what will happen is that the, the consequence will bounce back to you. Yesterday, I had a, we had, some of us were around my table. We had a, a very lively conversation with William. Yeah, we, we were all chatting together. And he brought up some subjects. In fact, the subjects, the questions he brought up, which were mostly about men's situations, it, it, when I went home, it still kept bringing, even to this morning, I felt pain. I felt a lot of pain. This morning, in fact, I nearly cried because I thought deeply about some of the questions he asked, and I realized how much men are suffering. Especially in this society. I realized that a lot of young men, especially, even older men, are suffering in silence. With no avenue of relief. No, and in a society where we are, you know, trained not to discuss heart issues, if you're a guy, it's worsens. If you are dying, you don't know how to how to save yourself. A lot of pain. And a lot of pain. One of the things my dad told me was that he realized that when women's, women in the church husbands pass away, they receive a lot of counsel, support. But he said nobody seems to be giving him counsel and support. Because when he lost my mom, nobody seems to be. I'm not getting any proper counsel. You see? Yeah. So I realized that you can't skip suffering, no matter which direction you take. You can only choose where you want to take it. So, you can either choose to sit at home you see, and languish over how there is no and you can do that, you can languish over how there is no job. You see, let me tell you something. What makes most of our brothers in, in, in a little bit dangerous right now is that they are going through what we call meaningless suffering. They are suffering without cause. They have no job, nothing, and no hope of it re resolving. That is why in many countries where you have such a large proportion of young people not doing, what happens? A terrorist group enters. Do you know why? Do you know why they join it? It's not that they are evil. It's because it, has, it gives them a cause, something to suffer for. <laughs> Which country does a terrorist cell invade and they prosper? When a terrorist cell invaded them, then they started prospering. They, get, they got a lot of cars and money. None. None. Boko Haram is not building uh, uh, skyscrapers and luxury estates. But once they have gotten something to suffer for, they, they are able to work now. Their, man, their, their manliness comes out. Their definition of a man comes out because now I have something to suffer for. The worst kind of suffering you can go through is meaningless suffering. Suffering without aim. It is, do you know why? Because it can drive you crazy. It will take you close, you see, it will take you close to alcohol, to drugs, to anything that will offer you some type of relief or forgetfulness away from the suffering. 
That's why when you see certain sisters all over men, don't blame them. Don't say, this is a bad girl. This is a bad girl. You, you, are, you don't understand. Some of them are trying, are running away from meaningless suffering. Hopeless. You see, they are running away from hopelessness. It's just that they have chosen a path that will never bring them hope. That's why when Jesus met the Samaritan woman, the woman by the well, he said, you have had five husbands and the one you are with right now is not even your husband. Now, when you have rich husband number five, the question you start to ask yourself is that, is there something wrong I'm doing? When you reach husband number five, you don't start saying that men are, men are trash. The problem is not, you can't reach husband number five and say men are trash. If all the five you, you chose are trash, you have chosen trash five times, the question ceases to become men again. It starts to say, what am I doing wrong? Not what am I doing wrong as in, a bra boy is unfair, life is unfair, media, I know that Jesus is with me. Don't ask, say foolish things like that. You see, when you have dated, you are a guy. You dated girl number one, girl number two, girl number three. When you reach three, you have to now start asking that, what am I doing wrong? How am I choosing? That has made me gotten here. If, I mean, one, two, you can say that, oh, you know, life, something's happening. But you can't reach three and be saying life, something's happening. It's not right. <laughs> are you understanding me? Because if I'm, if you are going, you see, Part of having a good relationship is suffering. <laughs> Part of having a so, do you know do you understand what I'm saying? Suffering. You will never have. You will never have your comfort always. It's not. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. But you can choose. You see. You can choose how to suffer to make the relationship what powerful. But you can't choose not to have any kind of discomfort. It's not going to happen. When you see a good marriage working, it doesn't come from two people who have no discomfort whatsoever. Every day when they wake up, flowers appear in the ceiling and they smell roses and then they say, thank you, Jesus. It comes from a commitment to endure suffering to contain the suffering that it may contribute to the overall good. Are you understanding me? I will bear my burden with pride that we may have this. So you cannot choose, because when I, when, as I looked at the business, I said they have endured many months of pain that this may appear. It's not, it's not money. You get because you are spending money. Even when you are building a vision, you are spending. It's not money. It's the hope that this thing will manifest. Are you understanding me? Now, the business will turn profit. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it will not be profit. I'm saying that if the thing is itself, if the vision itself is not, you cannot suffer for it. You can't suffer. You can't suffer for what you don't believe in. No. Because when you suffer for what you don't believe in, you start getting close to insanity. You see that you that's when you enter real depression. Many people, when they suffer for something they believe in, even though they may go through their battle, but they are able to come out. But when you suffer without meaning, without vision, the level of depression you enter into can drive you, it can make you hear things. It can make you hear things. And that's how at its worst stage, it can make you believe that for me to end my life will be better for me and for everybody. You will start thinking of yourself that, ah, I'm me because I'm existing. Who, who am I a, a blessing to? I'm a burden to everybody. 
That's what you start thinking of. Because you have gone through suffering without vision. That's why when Christ comes, he gives us a vision of what to suffer for. That's why anytime you say, you'll be persecuted for whose sake? For my sake. That's why Jesus said that. You too, you'll be persecuted for. Blessed are those who are persecuted for who? My sake. When you make Christ your vision, the person to manifest into, it informs a kind of suffering. And its reward. Now, that's why I said that you must not suffer without vision because the sufferings for Christ has a reward, and his rewards are both on this earth and in the world to come. So the most glorious thing about suffering as we become the people of Christ is that our rewards are not contained in this earth alone. In fact, primarily our, our reward is in eternity. That is why if all your sufferings are for things that are trapped in this world, you are of all men most pitiful. Because all the, 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 what, the impact of the suffering you have gone through can only last you while you live. You understand what I'm saying? Or is it, I'm using too much English. <laughs> if all that you have suffered for, okay, exists only in this world, after which when you die, you no longer have access to it, is it not pitiful? Is it not pitiful to have gone through so much pain and heartache for a car and a house, which when you stop breathing, you no longer can use? Even if, we put, even if we put your dead body on your water mattress in your mansion. It's just your dead body. You are not there. That's why the Bible says that what, what shall it benefit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his body? If he loses his what? His soul. Because you are not there. That thing there is a container. That's, I've not been one to cry so much at funerals when I see it. If I, if, if, if I cry, it's because of the person I've lost. Their soul is what you've lost, actually. Because the feeling and everything of the person is their soul. It's not the body. The thing that you are weeping over is a menu because it's according to that. With the kind. <laughs> so the thing there is a container. What shall it Do you know why you must not lose your soul? Because it is what it has gone through its sufferings, your pain, your tears, your struggles, your confusion. But why would you not invest that suffering in a worthy cause? Who is Christ? Christ is our worthy cause. Christ is the entirety of our, of our suffering. He is the goal of our suffering. Are you understanding me? Yeah. Christ is the goal that we miss if we could suffer and all our sufferings were to produce in this man this vision. Would we not would it not be such amazing that the rewards you receive are not contained only here? Think about it. If I am going to suffer and all my suffering, once I pass, you see, let me tell you something about death. It is an end of life on this earth. Death is the exit. Death is not the end of a person. Death is the exit of, from this world. Death is not the end of a person. It's an exit of this world. And anything that exists in this world cannot overcome death. Only that which exists above this world can overcome death. Anything that is under the power of this world cannot overcome death. Because death is the legal gate that stops anything from leaving this earth. Anything that wants to go beyond an 
a world beyond this one must go through them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anything that wants to enter a world that is outside of this world, I'm not talking planets. <laughs> because planets are in this world. <laughs> but pastor, what about spaceships? <laughs> but when, when we are using spaceships, we don't die. <laughs> no. Anything that wants to create a pro, anything that wants to obtain a nature outside of this world must go. That is why to bring forth a business that is previously not existing, you must go through a type of death process. You must die to some things in order to accrue the power to create, to bring forth this new thing. That business standing there did not previously exist. And what impressed me as I looked at it was the power of, a, of human beings to create a new thing out of nothing by going through their death process. So by going through their suffering, they have brought forth a new thing. If you do not die, you cannot bring forth a new thing. So many of us actually want to live in this world and live the eternal life. That's why we cannot realize the power of Christ. That's why we cannot bring forth Christ in us. We cannot produce Christ because we want to hold here and hold here. You want, to, you want to manifest the life of this world and manifest the life of Christ. But until you have died to the life of this world, you cannot receive the life of Christ. <laughs> it's very simple. Any money, any time, any energy they put into this business could have gone into any other thing. Yeah. One of these days, I'll ask a rough estimation of, do, do you have a rough estimation of what you spent on it? How much was it? 30,000 CDs. 30,000 CDs. Yes, my wife just said our wedding budget. <laughs> 30,000 CDs. Yeah. In fact, our wedding itself was less. It was just other things that makes it small. But the wedding itself was less than 30,000. Yes, 30,000 CDs. Do you know it's can buy car? <laughs> you see how Jonathan has responded? <laughs> It can buy car. It can pay your rent about two or three years. It can take you to moving pick about a year or two, depending on, <laughs> depending on the packages you choose. <laughs> you can go to Dubai for 30,000 CDs and do some shopping at the Dubai mall. You can, go, you, you, can do, you can do many things. Many things. You can marry with 30,000. You can do clothes shopping for 30,000 can transform your whole wardrobe life. You can order a bunch of iPhone 13 Pro Maxes <laughs> for 30,000. You can do many things with it. But in order to produce a business, you must die to all these things that the business may come forth. <laughs> and you can't have it any other way. The desire to die, to live this one and enjoy this one and enjoy this one is, is what is we are, we are people who walk without conviction. We are people who don't have conviction about anything. Even those of us who say we are in ministry, how much of us are convicted by it? 
Because for this ministry stage, everything else must what? Must die. Many things. There are people who are in ministry who don't want to die to anything. They want to do their ministry and enjoy every other thing. How? <laughs> I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it. <laughs> you don't want to die. <laughs> uh, you don't understand. Christ died that we may have everything. <laughs> Pastor, you don't understand. Christ came to bring us everything. Now there is no need for us to die again. <laughs> it was, I thought long and hard. I said, this is what it means to suffer long. That you, and you see, some, some of you, the nature of what you are, the vision you are carrying, you may even have to endure longer. I, I told them something. I said, this is just the beginning. Yes. When you open a business, you have just begun. It's con- in fact, you just increase the amount of suffering you have to go through. That's all you have done. All you do is just because, you see, if you did not start at all, you don't have to worry about how well it is doing. That is why, and which is where many of us get stuck. If I don't start, then I don't have to give myself pressure about how well it is. It's not my fault. You know, Ghana is hard. That's always, you know, Ghana is not. But when you start, and the world has seen that you have started, a new level of suffering comes. Because everybody is coming to what to see. Yeah. Because some are waiting for it not to go so that they can say that, uh-huh. I said, I knew Ghana here. It's not easy to do business. There are ways Ghana here. Yeah, you can't do Ghana business. No, 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 no. So a new level of suffering has come. You see, all everything they have sacrificed to build this. Now they must now prove that it was worth leaving those things for this one sake. You understand what I'm saying? So they must now prove that it was worth not going to Dubai to spend the money and build this store in at uh, Teshi, 48 engineers market. That's where it is. Just in case you want to know where it is. It's at 48 engineers market. <laughs> I thought long and, and I realized that you better choose a direction to suffer. You look, if you choose it, because if you don't, it will choose you. And when it chooses you, it gives you, it doesn't give you reason. I many, do you know, I, when I watch people who are suffering without meaning, I can say they are they are broken. They just they just live like uh, we don't know what is going on. We are hoping for a, 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 a salary increase. We are hoping for the government to come through for us. We are hoping for the they, that's how they talk. Broken. They are broken. The truth of the matter is that you are going to suffer anyway. You have left to lose. <laughs> what do you have left to lose? One of the questions our, our brother was asking me yesterday was that. Do you resolve the fact that when you start dating, it distracts you from trying to make it in life? You know, I was almost about to tell him that, why should it distract? Then I realized that, no, it does distract. It's because it's a new level of suffering. It's a suffering that if you, are, if you don't touch it, you are through. But I realized that the point is not just to suffer. The point is that when you engage it, as much as it invades your life, the end thereof, you understand? You go through is that you may attain. You go through it. That's why Bible says, Bible says something beautiful about Jesus. He said, whom for the joy that was set was before him. In Hebrews, who for the joy that was set before him. It's not that Jesus likes suffering. He's not a sadistic person. 
I said, I just, there are certain people that they just enjoy, enjoy pain. They, they, are, they are sadists. They just enjoy afflicting themselves. But looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and now has sat down. So the joy of winning your soul and my soul, the joy of bringing many people out of darkness, the joy of the Father's reward was what helped him to endure the pain, the shame. You can't just be in this and say, we are going through things at all, but we are going through. For what? What are, you things, what are things toughing up for you for? If you have not given it any meaning, I promise you, you are wasting your time. Many of us just want to give ourselves excuses. Ah, this Ghana is hard. Oh. Hey, this Ghana is hard. Oh. And you will not commit to enduring or suffering to produce what in you anything. There are many of you I can use for example. Yeah. Like our beautiful sister Michelle. She was working hard. Her shadow was crazy. Crazy. She has a crazy shadow. Why? That it may produce fault. You see, if you suffer without a goal, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. It will kill you. It will break your ability to live as somebody God has made. Look at what two young people can do if they choose to endure. With which money? Did you get some inheritance to go and do the business? You then you got a, your father said that I, I feel like leaving some properties to you. I have some properties at Cantonment, Sakumono, just sell one or two. <laughs> or Anthony, you got some miracle money. You woke up and saw a suitcase of dollars and you said, wow, Jesus is good. There's no miracle money coming from anywhere. No. If God does the miracle money in your life, it's not to help your business. It's to remind you that he's there. Who has God given miracle money one million dollars? Go and start a business. No, when God gives you a miracle, it's to God's miracles is to prove to you that He's there, for you to trust Him. You understand my point? Yes, it's for you to it's for you to see that I am there for you, but it's not to come and do the work for you. Well, how? God has not come to do the work for you. Are you understanding my point? So, as they chose to suffer, as they chose to endure. The goal of their endurance was produced. That is why, have you, do you know how it will feel like, you see, brothers, let me tell you something. Do you know how it will feel like for you to have a heavy something in your, at your abdomen portion for months? For months, you have swollen feet, sometimes you have vomiting, you have spit, and this is just how you are. You are just walking like this. About nine months, you just, is it? Why? How have you asked yourself that? What, how are they able to go through that? Because of what the world produce, what they bring forth is what makes this pain worth it. It's not pleasurable. Okay, if you're going to ask any pregnant woman, hey, this is how I do. Oh, it feels light. Wow, I can I can shake it. I can shake it. You can say, hey, <laughs> it feels it feels so good. It feels like I have some. No, but for the joy that they will produce go through it. If you choose to suffer without meaning, you will enter a deep depression and anxiety. That's why one day the Israelites said that how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And they required, the wicked required of us a song. They said, hey, sing. I said, how can we sing? 
because they are slaves in an unknown land. So we don't know here. We've been made slaves. Look how we are tired. Because they keep taking themselves back into slavery. It's not God. But they keep disobeying God, then they enter inside. Since Moses, Pharaoh's time, now they look at Nazar, now Zezes, we are just tired. We are just tired. And some of you just say, I'm just tired. If that does not come behind a vision, oh my goodness, you are not safe. You are not safe at all. Are you understanding me? So before I get into this message, I just wanted to strongly, strongly signal to you that do not let your suffering be without a goal. First of all, do not even think of skipping the suffering. I promise you, this world is not designed to allow you to skip suffering. It's only designed for you to choose the direction in which you suffer. And God does give, you see, the beautiful thing about God, he gives you the ability to choose. Okay. I will talk about, I will choose it in that direction. And that is a much better way of life than uh, me. <laughs> why should I suffer? You will find out why. I pro- you will find out. Do you know? Look at, I, as a, you see that whole conversation we we're having yesterday. As I, I thought so much about it. I realized that we have not reminded ourselves as men that to bear suffering is an honorable thing. But not just to suffer meanness, but to bear suffering for something. That is why somebody working as a carpenter, as a fitter, and a spare part, but they are committed to that, is living a much more wholesome life than a first degree holder with nothing in their hands. I'm telling the gospel to you. When you see them, you see them, you see that they are happier than the, the unemployed uh, associate. You, uh, true or not true? You see, do you know why? Because they, they, when they wake up, it's not that they enjoy it. They say, no. But it has a goal. Whether they have a wife or children or something, it has a goal. So as they wake up, the goal makes them, they just go to work. But the one who is supposed to be, and the truth of the matter is that you do have an advantage. They are saying somewhere that if you have a brain that can complete a first degree, you have been given an advantage far beyond a lot, a lot of your old generation. If, if, you, have, if you finish school, you have, I'm not saying first class, if, if you finish and you get a degree, you have, your brain has been empowered beyond what your previous generation had. But when you, when you have come with it and you have, you have decided to suffer without meaning, so you see that you, they, they begin to get depressed. That's why many of them are betting. That's why. Yes, because when you don't choose, I told you that if you don't choose the goal of your suffering, it, life will choose it for you. So because they have not chosen their goal, that's why they don't even value the one CD they have. You see, if you are doing a project like the one they did yesterday, one CD will have a new meaning in your life. One CD will now have a new meaning. I'm telling you. If you are not, you will not understand, one CD will have a new meaning. Because they have to we have to figure out <laughs> whether there are not some things you need to do with that one city. When you now have the vision, it now informs the suffering. It now even gives you wisdom. That is why people who commit to a relationship but don't want to receive the suffering of their relationship are lost. 
They commit to a relationship. The relationship is binding. It binds you. And you obtain a new suffering. The suffering is that you can now not venture into other people, men or women's areas. I say, I don't like I want to be free. <laughs> I understand my point. Yes. If you don't understand this goal, you would misbehave in a, in a marriage or in a relationship. That to choose to receive, or if I want to receive of this blessing fully, I must now receive the suffering which comes with it. You can't, you can't want to have the goal and not go through the suffering. You can't skip it. You can't skip it. It's not done. And when you see the goal at the end, you see, yesterday, of all the things I could I witnessed around, I just saw the joy on their faces. So I've gotten to this point. Yesterday, I told you, I said, today is a day to celebrate. Worry about profit tomorrow. Worry about profit. Today is a day when you, when you have when you have at least stepped, you have seen some, some profit. <laughs> when you have seen some profit to your labor, celebrate. It's not anything. Tomorrow you shall worry about how to make profit. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's such a powerful thing I witnessed. It's a, such a powerful spiritual thing. Which I want to encourage many of us to remember. That billion dollar, I want to build a billion dollar business. It's not impossible. You see, the truth of the matter is that for you to build a billion dollar business, it's, it's no God that for God, it's not impossible. Neither is it for you. The only problem is that are you able to endure the suffering of that price? Never is the question the goal. Very few times is the question the goal. Most of the time, the question is that are you able to endure what the goal means? If you are able, you will get there. If you are able, you will get there easily. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Are you, are you getting me? It's not a matter of if. If you want to do your masters, you are able. The question is, will you endure the suffering that it comes with? Because maybe it means you may not chill the way you want to chill. In fact, not that maybe most of the time it does mean that you may not enjoy the things you want to enjoy. You have to use a Nokia for many years. <laughs> That's why many times I tell people, when I look at you, you are not ready to suffer. Yet. It doesn't look, you don't look like it. You want to enjoy everything and say that, you know, my, my God is good. Hey, 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 my God is good. <laughs> you can say my God is good when your suffering has produced. That's when you can. We don't say my God is good when you are trying to dodge your suffering. I see it in many people. They try to dodge their suffering and they'll be giving testimonies on their way. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yes. When you have endured, even to, do, even to do ministry, ministry that the Holy Spirit is on you, anointing is upon you, you have received unction, you have received mantle, it's a suffering. <laughs> it's no other way. You won't just be doing this uh, and then you feel like people come trooping in and they'll give you a full church. When you even have a full church, it's still suffering. Because with more people comes more suffering. <laughs> Amen. Yes. One brother told me, he said, I decided to quit the job. They were disturbing me. So he's doing his own thing. You see, he chose his suffering. If I will suffer, 
for, for some meager money. And then I'd rather not suffer. I'd rather suffer for my own business and make profit out of it. It's one of the things that encouraged me about starting a business. Because I, I told myself that I, if I, I will suffer to come, now you can berate me and tell me your mind. And then I'll tell myself my own mind. And then I'll, I'll do my own thing. I'll rather tell, I want to tell myself my own mind. But for me to come for you to tell me your mind, it's not possible. It cannot be done. I cannot be devalued. <laughs> my dignity cannot be lost because you, you have cash. No. The essence of my being can never be the cash you have. Recently, I was telling my wife, I said, you, you must be very interested in, in being good to your clients, but you must never let your dignity be lost in the process. <laughs> what is Customer service, what not, man? It's not equal to the degradation of your being. No, it's not. It's not equal to the degradation of your dignity. Because I have chosen to suffer. Are you understanding me? Somebody's disrespect is something you must endure. Because you chose to suffer in that company that you may get your profit, your salary. So you see some people choose their work and then they start complaining. So why are you complaining? If it is that annoying to you, stop. Why do you quit and say, I don't like how this office, this company, I don't like the way we do our things. Stop. This country has strong laws against slavery. No one can force you to work against your will. If you write a resignation letter, you can stop. Nobody will catch you. But the police can catch you. Yes. The best they can do for you is that according to corporate policy, if you quit now, you will not get your this month's pay or you will not get next month's pay, whatever. Which means nothing. I, I, I want, and then you see some people convince themselves because I want to get next month's pay. Let me be inside. And so just take it. What you the one month pay you want, when it comes with its foolishness, you must take it. Because it's part of the journey. Building that business you see over there meant that there were times they would not enjoy what they could enjoy. I don't want to be asking some personal questions of when was the last time you went here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ask it. Yes. I was talking to a brother yesterday who is going through his own suffering. <laughs> For the joy of what has been said before him. I said, hey, you, you love your beloved pound. You are doing well. Because if you don't believe in it, you can't suffer this way. Yeah. If you don't believe, you can't suffer this way. Many people can't suffer. They want to always quit. They look for an excuses, excuses, excuses. For me, I was a very happy, I was very privileged, I was very blessed to see that privilege. Very blessed. I was very privileged because I could see what, what, what someone can do if they choose to endure. And you too can do it. That's what I wanted to encourage you with. You don't know, you, you don't yet know what you can produce if you choose to endure. But if you choose it, if you choose a vision to endure, don't be enduring for, don't be enduring, enduring meaninglessly. Let me tell you something. Do not suffer for money. Let me tell you something. Many people don't understand. Do not suffer for money. Suffer to be transformed. Suffer to grow. To be a person. 
but don't suffer for money. I was explaining to you that for you to receive something out of this world, the gate out of it is what? Death. Now, let me teach you something. Money is a finite substance. We can quantify all the money in this world. We can quantify all the cars in this world. Do you understand? Money is extrinsic to your being. Money is outside of you. Which means that you don't truly, if you say that I want to make money, many of you here don't know the exact figure. That means that you have made money. How many of you can tell me exactly the amount of money that when you make, you believe that you have made money? Now you have made money. So even though it is a finite substance, the reason why you don't know is because it is not intrinsic to your being. Inside of you, there is nothing for money. There is not anything in there is nothing in you that is measured by money. Everything in you is measured by Christ. So not money, not car, not even happiness. Don't suffer for happiness. Because happiness is not in you. Christ is in you. When you suffer to exhibit Christ, then all these things follow forth. Because in the person of Christ are things that it attracts. I get my point. So do not suffer for cash. It will lead you down a path. When you suffer for money, if you decide, let me tell you something. You can, I'm not saying that you, you are not able to suffer for money. You can choose to suffer for money. It will lead you down a path further away from God. You will never reach God by chasing money. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Never. Never in your life in that I'm going to collect money that I may serve God. It's never true. It's never true. You can serve God and let money help you to serve. But you can never go and collect money as a way of serving God. You can serve God and in him you will find money. I understand the difference. You can serve God in him you will find money. You can serve God in him you will find a wife. You will find a husband. You can't go and serve a man. You can't go and look for a wife. And, and you want you serve God in it. It will never happen. Because whatever you chase after has become your Lord. So when now you have gone to find that thing and you are trying to put God in it, it, God will always place second to what you have chased. God will never automatically supersede because you chase, your heart must long after the thing. Now if your heart longs after money, everything else must become second, including God. The excuse that as I look for money, I somehow have God. You, it's true. You may have God, but it's not Lord. He's just second to your Lord. I understand my point. So never let your never let money. Don't let whether money, people's money, your money. Never let it be your God. It is important because it exists in this world alone. And when you die, money's ability stops. I said, you need to make money so I can get the right wife. It's true. You may make money and get a, a nice, a beautiful model out of it. But that all that result is contained only in this world. And I'm not even discussing the consequence of that discussion. I'm just even telling you what you can do with that power. Look, I'm not going to, we are not naive. Money has power in this world. When you have money, you can control many things. People can sell their family to you because of money. That's why many of you, instead of a, a person in the family, in your own family, sometimes you're that to make the decision. They say, let's go to uh, this uncle, this Ebushan uncle who has plenty of money for them to decide which school you are going to. It has cotoed to the one with money. 
when you have money, you can even look white. That's why in many the person who has money is the one that ends up becoming some kind of a penny in the family. Because they have money. It makes them look white. Because they arrive in a land like, oh, you have money, we don't have money, surely you are white. That's why Ecclesiastes says that a poor man's wisdom is what? It's despised. <laughs> a poor man's wisdom saved the city and his name was not remembered. That's what Ecclesiastes says. So in this world, money can do a lot of things. A lot of things. If you don't take care, money can even make you a pastor. I come to this and every time I come, I say, oh, how are things going? And then he says, oh, collect 500. Oh, collect 1,000. My pastor is very good. You will start testifying of him because your pastor dashes you money. But you have never testified of him because he has preached a good me- message. Yeah, I heard the message my pastor said. It changed the way I was thinking. Oh, oh, today, the pastor gave me 500. <laughs> I mean, it was such a surprise. I wasn't even expecting it. I even prayed about it in the morning. <laughs> I didn't even expect it. I was just praying and I was telling God that, Father, please, today they give me some money. And then pray like, Pastor, give me some money. My pastor is good, though. He hears from the Lord. <laughs> this is how it has made people with money. That's why pastors have had to make money to look anointed. That is why many men of God, many of us, are beginning to equate our anointing to, left, to the look of wealth. The, a pressure, a new pressure has been put upon us. You are anointed, but if you don't have money, we will not see. If you truly are anointed, let us see it manifest in the money. And the ones who have been preaching to their congregation for 50 years, 30 years, 40 years, there is a, but he doesn't come in a mess. It's not that anointed. But when you see the one on TV with a flashy suit, the one who has been preaching to you and your mother and your grandfather, he doesn't look anointed compared to the new guy who just came in a flashy because surely the Lord is with him as he comes in the S class. This is what it is doing to us. So we cannot even pursue people. We, can, we don't pursue the true people with the anointing. We pursue those who have money, the look of money. Because they, we are sure. You see, the kind of anointing we are looking for, we are sure that they have the same thing. If money leads you, it will corrupt, it will corrupt your relationship, it will corrupt your marriage. You will enter the wrong marriage. If money is what you are looking for. Whether you want the money to either find a wife or you, whatever it is, it will corrupt the marriage. It will corrupt you because you continually sacrifice yourself at the expense that there is a lot of cash around. You continually kill yourself because you see money. You see money. They say, he has a car. Hey! <laughs> so even when he's being foolish, you guys that this is a foolish language, you are giggling. Money can make you laugh about at jokes at yourself. You are laughing at yourself. The joke is an insult to you and you are giggling. Because the person is sitting at it. Because S class makes makes for a new comedy. <laughs> for the card that was set before you, you have endured insults. There is no quality. So there is no quality of being. That's why many brothers are not striving to become honorable men. They are not striving to become men of honor. They are striving to become men of cash. Many brothers are not striving to become honorable men. Some of them, they are men, those who have been even been honorable, their wives are looking at them and are looking at their wives and say, It's also when you're scanning them. But he has been honorable every day when he goes to work, he comes home. When he goes, he comes home. The one you are looking at, 
ask you, do you know where he passes before he comes home? But they are looking at that one and say, until you too, if we get the extra, then you do what? God no go shame us. Don't we say that God no go shame us? We too, yes, we are Honorable men. The blessing go loud. A blessing go loud. We are chasing. We are chasing. We are chasing money so much that uh, when anointing is coming, we stop the anointing away. I say, oh, me pesa dying for Christ. Me talk to your man on those kind of things. Me pesa your man on. Me pay your harvest to be green, open heaven season, and then your man. Have you ever seen a long fasting program? The theme is that I may be like Christ. Oh boy, open heavens. Favor season. Prosperity. Yeah. That's why I put myself in the prosperity service. You know why you are here. Because <laughs> we do to all we do to all the laborings of Christ. The the palpitations of the heart of Christ. The sufferings of Christ. An endurance for the end. <laughs> and endurance of the cross service. Okay, guys, I didn't eat Sabana. The blood and the cross. <laughs> endurance of hostility. <laughs> Hostile endurance service. <laughs> Sorry, I say, that's what I mean. Our hearts, because we are not yet. You see, that is why, even though we are sat in church, our our the quality of our being, our souls are not being transformed. Brothers and sisters, not being transformed. That's why, after years of being in this presence, you still want to do many wrong things. Your goals are wrong. Your attitude is wrong. How can you be in church five years? Since like you don't talk, you can't talk respectfully. How? Can't you say you are not being transformed? How can you be in the presence of God for five years and you still insult at the at the slightest provocation? Is it right? But don't we have it? Isn't it there? And we have accepted it as normal. That I have sat. How could we have sat in the Lord's presence for five years when a fisherman sat in his presence for only three years and was and was now winning three thousand souls? Healing the sick. A fisherman. Bible said that they perceived that they were uneducated men, but they realized that they had been with Christ for three years. So many of us have been here for ten years, seven years, and no nothing to show for it. Because even while we are there, our fish we are not fixed on Him. We are fixed on other things. Never let money be what you you long for. You can make money without it. It's, let me let me teach you this. You can make money. Without it being your Lord. No, you don't have to let money be your Lord. The reason why it becomes your Lord is because you are afraid. Many of you are afraid. Mean is just fear. Is just fear. Look, the money many of you are making at your jobs right now, you can make ten times easily in three months if you wanted to. I'm telling you the gospel truth. I'm telling you the gospel truth. If you wanted to make five times your salary right now, in six months, in one year, you can do it. And you don't even have to be afraid. And you don't even need to let that go. You don't even know. If, many of you, your companies are even slowing you down. You don't know. Because yeah. when you follow your company's promotion process, is how many years will it take for you? Three, four years. 
You need to wait for three or four years before somebody said, ah, we feel like giving to you. When God just wants to bless you. Anytime you, you open up, he just wants to give you more. How long did it take for Job to recover his, his billions? In, in, in less than nothing. As soon as his trial was over, every Bible said that, you know what came? Double. Double. Double everything came. Double. It's not beyond God to multiply. It's not, look, it's not beyond God to give you 20,000 to this next month. It's nothing for God. It's not even a question. So many of us, fear is actually what keeps us under the small things. That's why there are some people there, especially those who can be very close to God. It's not everybody that gives that advice, but there are some people I can tell them, don't take this job. Don't take it. Not good for you. Ah, but I don't have a job. Right now. I said, sit at home and enjoy yourself. He said, but I'm telling you, there are some I can give that advice, but there are most of you who say, start. It's a good start. It's a good start. Let's trust him. Let's trust the Lord from here. But there are some, yeah. There are some people. That's why, that's why one of the people I, I really like in my life is, is, is Prophet Prince. But there are some things you tell me, so I for this one, it's not important. Take it. <laughs> I said, actually, this thing is saying, so it's not, you are more, you are higher than this. <laughs> That's what you be pumping into my head. <laughs> These things, you are higher than these things. Don't be, don't be wasting your time with these things. Yeah, it's true. Because there are certain people, as I look at it, if you start 700 here, when you get somewhere 1,000, you think that you have increased. Meanwhile, the, I know your value, and I know that you are worth, you are worth more than 5,000 a month. So there are certain people, when I see them joyfully over, there are some, it's genuinely a testimony. But there are some of you, if I see you get 700 a month, I'll say, I'll say, why are you, are you a slave or something? I say, is that you can't eat, you have nowhere to eat, stop this thing. If you get 700, as certain people are saying, 700 is your feeding feed. So you have to stop. If you want to feed you, I'll feed you. Don't come and labor and suffer for 700. For what? What is the worth of your job? Play by and suffer for your own business, like an IS baker. Amen. Are you hearing me now? Do not suffer. Do not let money be your Lord. Because I'm telling you that making money is not a question. The Bible said that when they asked Peter for tax, Peter said, uh, well, give me fish. Said, yeah, give me fish. God they caught the fish, remove the money out of the fish. Mouth. It's not a question. God has never, if read your the book of Acts very well, never did the church have to raise funds. It's not like raising funds. As soon as the Holy Spirit came, the Bible said that the people lack nothing. Everybody was selling their things and there was money in the church. Let me tell you, when you read that thing, I don't think that it's like a refugee camp. When you read that scripture, it's like this was a refugee camp, they were living in ten, but they're like, they like, they like, they like, nothing. It means that if you wanted a horse, you had a child. You did not lack it. There was too much money in the, in the church. People were just bringing money. There was plenty of money in the church. Yeah. There was plenty of money. It's not contribute. It's not like an offering. When some of us read it, we think that it was some kind of offering situation. Everybody, when you can be rushing the food for you, it's not anything. We are eating one bang manku, one one banku. We love the Lord. We love the Lord. Bible says that they lack nothing. They don't, need, they don't need anything. It's one of the signs that the Holy Spirit has come. They have never done fun, never did they do fundraising. When Paul got to a stage in dead money, he began, he began to do what? Build tents. And then he made money. Paul, whom from the act, we never knew that he was making tents. As soon as he needed money, make tents, he just made money. It's just an anointing that comes. It's not a question. When Jesus needed a donkey, just go, tell them that Jesus needs. Something the donkey and went. It's not a question. 
No, no. Read the book of Acts very well. They did not need money. They did not need money. Paul was receiving offerings from other other churches in other areas. That's how much the ministry was thriving. It's not that here. Yeah, how many of us will be sending offerings to? No, none of us. Paul was receiving offerings. He said, "I have told them that I have received their gift. It's a worthy sacrifice. It's a nice sacrifice they are giving. The Lord has seen it. It's a beautiful sacrifice." So if you want to make money, forget you can. Many of you here can make money. I'm telling you, if you have a university brain, which many of you have, you are already because some. You see, when you look at some of our mothers and fathers who we even think they were not educated, look at what they've been able to produce. With a first degree, do you know what they would have done? By this time, they would, they would have built multi-million dollar businesses. How much more you? And you that you are sitting there, you are already, you, your brain is already powerful. The thing, it's you who are subjected this to things of no consequence. That's the truth. That's the truth. The reason why you are not wealthy is because you have not subjected your brain to learning things that can make you wealthy. I'm, I have to be very honest. It's not even the economy. It's not even the economy. It's that you have, you have not chosen a a path of realizing it well. You understand my point? Yes. So choose Christ. As for making money, God will sort that thing out. It's not a challenge. But I don't know a real challenge. It's not a challenge. No. It's not a challenge. When you are committed to God, He will commit to you. He will commit to you. One day I will, I will teach on some of our the fathers in the ministry. When I say fathers, just some of the old, older Christians. Some of the older Christians, like uh, what's his name, Athanasius, some of the very older ones, some were rich, some were sponsors of the ministry, some were professors. But look, when you go to the Asian church, they were not beggars. You know, like beggars who are found ministry. Some of them were great judges, lawyers. There was one mayor that I believe Paul met. He was called the Chamberlain of years after. When they excavated, I mean, the man was so honorable that years after, when they excavated that city, they found his name on a rock. They found his name. The city had written because that was how, and he was one of Paul's disciples. And he was a mayor of the city. When you read the King James, you see, he was called the Chamberlain. Chamberlain in those of that area was like a mayor, like a mayor. On many men, Luke was a doctor, a, profes, a professional doctor. Yes, that's why it's believed that um, Acts was written by Luke. That's why they believe that. Somewhere, oh no, they were not all, they were all some people who have not figured out life. That's why when many of us come to Christ, we come to it with some kind of poverty accepting mind. Thinking that this, this God we are coming to follow is all, is interested in taking all our money and not and leaving us poor. <laughs> Meanwhile, there were prophecies, they were, they were mighty men, wealthy people. How did Mary bring her one month salary to, to Jesus? Well, not so. The Bible said that Jesus received the sponsorship from what? The women. The women, especially. A whole Jesus could travel, go apart because women were deciding that oh, we want to help your ministry. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not men. Women. That's how prosperous they were. Women were just sponsoring him. Oh, you want to travel, you go. You see, throughout the Bible, we've seen women. Even, so, women in business is not a new movement. Women in business, women in entrepreneurship, women for so, so long we have never had any businesses. What light are they? Is it not a woman who built Elisha, a, 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 a luxurious industry? When you come here, don't come and rent some in Chengkwang Inn or something. We are, we are building for you a beautiful woman of God. When you come, come and rest in this apartment. 
this woman said, oh, let's build an apartment. She just built. Beautiful apartment. She said, if you are building an apartment for the prophet, you build something with a patate on top of it. With, with zingli. You know zingli. <laughs> you put zingli on it. When it's raining, it's like... <laughs> no. Alumi. <laughs> That's zingli. <laughs> zingli is a, it's a Greek word. You have to Google it. <laughs> zingli is a Greek word. Yeah. They built for him. It's not, it wasn't, read your Bible, it wasn't a question. It wasn't a question. When the Queen of Sheba came, she came with, she came with exotic animals. She just came and gave them to Solomon. So, yeah, I came to see whether it is true. What stage of life are you? Where are you at where you think that you cannot do much? It's a lie. You see, many times in life, man, it is those of us who have been given one talent who are full of excuses. Those who have been given more responsibility rather are the ones doing the work. And those that you've been given just more responsibility, just start working, we are the ones that have stories. That's why in the Bible, the one with the one talent is the one that has stories. I was watching recently one of these days. He said, look, I am only somebody with one talent who has been faithful and God has given me more. Do you know what it means in one generation to build a campus like the Anakazo campus? To build churches all around the world? It, it comes from just suffering for the right reasons. That's what it comes from. Suffering for the right reasons. Not wasting time. Not being slothful. Not being slow about things. Slothfulness eh, is not laziness. When you look at the translation for slothfulness and laziness, the opposite of, of, of excellence, of hard work, it's not laziness. It's slothfulness. Slothfulness means that slowness Slowness to things. Some of us are slow to things. Yes, you are buckle. You just take your time. You say, I, I don't want to rush. I'm things are there. I don't want to rush. You are slow to things. When an opportunity comes, we don't seize it. But it's slow. That's where the word Kairos moment comes from. You, a moment of a moment that can change your destiny. Yes. You see, Hitler by himself was not a fantastic leader like that. Hitler was invited by the party. That's when he saw his opportunity. Hitler by himself, Hitler did not start by hating Jews. He, he had a problem with Germany and the leaders. He did not have a problem with Jews, but there was a party that hated the Jews more. And they saw that Hitler is somebody they can use. And then he says, ah, this is my launching platform. You just use them to get to where to, we are to get to. Seize the opportunity. Some of us don't seize it when it's coming. It's, <laughs> it's not hating. What the Lord wants to do, he will do. <laughs> Slothfulness. We are, we are slow about many things. About, sometimes the Lord will be calling. I want pastors. I want church workers. Say, I'm waiting for the Lord to confirm. The Bible says that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, there is safety. <laughs> That's why I was telling somebody, I think recently I was telling the church that what I like being part of things at the beginning. I like being part of things at the beginning because when I'm there at the beginning, I can do, I can contribute much, and I would have made my imprint there even if I don't stay there forever. It cannot be denied. You understand my point? Yes. It cannot be denied. When I'm part, there are certain people, certain things I can point the beginning. So I was there with them in the beginning. I was there. It cannot be denied. I've at least contributed something. Not that I just want to be there, count me among the numbers. I've contributed. 
I have done something of. I have, I have contributed some. That's why there are many of you I will never, I can never forget. Because you've been there at the beginning. You've contributed. That's why I made sure that yesterday, whatever we could do to support the thing, I made sure that we could do it. I made them stretch ourselves. My wife and I, we stretched ourselves to do something because it is a privilege to be there at the beginning of a great vision to push, to support. So here is do something with it. That's why the first time the prophet was traveling to do police praise service, I tried to, that I was basically, I tried to give him some lawyer for something. Something. To be part and to make, to contribute. Why do you look down on yourself this way? And allow things to be dictated to you as if you are a man without God. As if you are a woman without God. As if there is no meaning to you outside of money. Money. That's why many people can talk rubbish because because they think they give you money. That's why you are so afraid. That's why 7 a.m. you can be at the office and you can be one hour late to church and you stroll, you stroll into the church service like, like nothing has gone wrong. Today the weather is hot here. I can't. I hope the AC is on inside. The weather is hot. That's why you can stroll because there is no alarm to you. You are not even alarmed. Because you are afraid, you are panicked. You have more trust in the one that can give you sign your check at the end of the month than the one who has given you the capacity to do even more. More. Even the one who has given you the capacity to do more than what you are receiving per month. Him, mom, you are not rushing to meet. You are not rushing to meet. The one, you, the one that gives you something, some, some puny thing. When you, when you say, that, thank you so much. Thank you. You're such a good boss. You're such a good. The one who have give, who has given the ability, do you know what you could do? do you, if you decided to end, do you know what you could do? Can change this country. But some of us, when the moment is come, when the Lord is speaking, say, seize the moment. You don't seize it. I pray that you will seize your moment. I pray that the Lord will give you the right vision to suffer for. You will not waste your time, your energy money on meaningless sufferings. You will suffer according to the vision of God. And you will not suffer without reward. Any suffering you have suffered, you shall receive a great reward for it. In your ministry, in your business, any price you have paid, you will receive a great reward for it. You will receive the Lord's reward for it. You will receive the Lord's reward for it. Your reward will not be cut short. Your reward will not fail. Your reward will not be reduced. Your reward shall come to you. The reward of your suffering shall come to you. The reward of your pain shall come to you. The reward of your work shall come to you. The reward of your harvest shall come to you. The reward of your seed shall come to you. The reward of your work shall come to you. I pray that the lost reward will come to you. The abundance of it will enter your hands. Your children and your grandchildren will enjoy of this reward. Your generations will enjoy of this reward. Your reward shall last to eternity. You shall receive a crown of glory even in eternity. You shall receive the Father's approval in Jesus' name. You shall receive an approval of the Lord in Jesus' name. Everything that you do shall receive an applause from the Most High in Jesus' name. I pray that your reward shall come to you. I pray that your reward shall come to you. 
I pray that the Lord will give you confidence in what he has made you. I pray that you will receive faith in who you are. I declare that you will receive faith in who you are. May you come to a revelation of who you are in Christ. May you come to a revelation that Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's not just Christ alone, but Christ in you, this expression in you, it shall produce glory. It shall produce glory. Christ in you shall produce glory. Glory on this earth and glory in the heavens. Christ in you will produce glory. He will produce glory in your business. He will produce glory in your ministry. He will produce glory in your talent. Everything of yours shall be a conduit of the Lord's glory. Everything of yours shall be an expression of the Lord. All that we are and all that we have, it will be channels of the Lord's presence. It will be channels of the Lord's glory. The Lord is using you right now. He will use you in your family. You shall bring glory, the Lord's glory to your family. I'm not talking about mere fame. I'm not talking about people's ovation. I'm talking about the Lord's glory. I'm not talking about people clapping hands. I'm talking about the Lord's glory. You shall bring the Lord's glory to your family. You shall bring the Lord's glory to your country. You shall bring the Lord's glory to your nation. You shall bring the Lord's glory down. You will be an expression of God's glory on this earth. You shall be a conduit of the Lord's glory on this earth. You will be a manifestation of His promises. You will be an example of what Jesus means. The price of the servant, the price of the Son of God in humanity. You shall be the reward. May you be the product of the price of the sacrifice. May you be the product of the price of the sacrifice. I declare that you will not be useless. Your brain will not be useless. Your energy will not be useless. Your time will not be useless. You will not be wasted. Nothing about you will be wasted. You will not waste your time. You will not waste your energy. There will be nothing wasteful about you. Your sleep will not be wasted. Your speaking will not be wasted. Your beauty will not be wasted. Your energy will not be wasted. Your degree will not be wasted. Nothing about you will be useless. Everything about you will carry the glory of God. Everything about you will carry expression. It will carry expression. Oh, Father, we are people subject to your glory. And we pray that may you channel your glory to us. Let your glory be found in all that we do. Let your glory be found in all that we are. May we not be men and women with meaningless sufferings. I pray for glory through your life. I pray for glory through your life. Do we not know that we are chosen generation? Why are we chosen? Because he found it worthy that you and I may be conduit of his glory. That you and I may be conduit. Oh, what a privilege it is that I am able to suffer with him. What a glory it is. <laughs> what a mighty privilege. I am so blessed that I suffer his sufferings. That I don't have to carry my pain. My pain that does not have meaning. What glory it is that I don't have to bear the suffering of this world that has no meaning. I don't have to bear the pain of politicians that has no meaning. What a joy that I can bear his sufferings. That his pain is my pain. That his joy is my joy. His wealth is my wealth. His glory is my glory. And I share in this glory that he may be formed in me and in others. I share in his death that his life might come into me as well. I share in his death that his life can come to us. 
Find expression in us, Jesus. Find expression in us, Jesus. Find expression in us, Jesus. In the name of Jesus.